righty. Welcome to the Matrix Hunters podcast. Um, now, I recognize that at the beginning of the first podcast, I was like kind of anxious. So I was talking a little slowly at the beginning. So I just want to introduce this podcast like a second time because fuck it, it's a second intro. So in this podcast, we are combating the matrix, which can be summed up as obsession with materialism, consumerism, and political oppositionism. But we recognize that if there was no matrix, this podcast would be pointless. So the matrix does give us some purpose. But I enjoy doing this podcast. So in a way, I've been able to turn the collective's false perceptions of reality into something that I enjoy. So yes, I love the matrix. I love materialism. I love hatred. I love suffering. Because these are like puzzles I must solve and puzzles are fun. Games are fun and fighting can be fun because there is no triumph without the struggle. There'd be no satisfaction in learning if there was no ignorance to begin with. So yeah, I wrote it down because I wanted to be concise and not because I was afraid of being inconcise. That's fantastic, Peter. <laughs> anyway, we've got Amazing. our second guest here, James. Hi. So James, how would you like inter like how would you describe yourself as a being? Um, I guess a term that I've been thinking about a lot lately about myself would be an introvert. Um, just cause I've been kind of like, just chilling by myself a lot lately, but, um, yeah. Are you being an introvert because of the fears of, or you just scared about certain things or is it because you become too comfortable just like staying in your house um probably both i guess the pandemic like got me realizing like how much more comfortable i was at home compared to like my school that i was at at the time um but uh i don't know i like do want to I do feel like I should make an effort to go out more and put myself out more and meet more people. I actually have a question about what you said. Um, you said COVID made you realize you were more comfortable at home than at school. Like what, what exactly about school would you describe makes you feel uncomfortable? Um, I guess the time it was just more like, I had like, like it was more, like rather than like the actual academic work being challenging, I feel like it was more like um, the pressures of like being able to figure out like a social life and like fit See, in with like a certain group of people. Did you, did you feel like you were trying to fit in and you couldn't in a way? I felt like, yeah, that I was, um, I don't know, just trying to like, just overall struggling. I guess like with who I wanted to be and who like I wanted to be around and stuff. Well, in my opinion, the only person you need to be is yourself, Game Shen. That's um, facts. <laughs> I'm I'm working on it. You, you so. can be your, you can be any self that you want, but I also feel like you shouldn't stop yourself from being something you feel like you're in insecurities stop you from doing yeah um i'm definitely trying to just like enjoy what i've been doing so far and i guess i do have a lot of hobbies 
that would make me want to just uh like spend more time on myself but just like i've been more into like reading like books lately and stuff and i'm just like honestly like into like learning how to code too for school um so i'm just trying to take it easy with just doing things that i like a little bit every day and then uh see if that would bring like other people that have the same interests closer you know yeah so you're you're talking about these hobbies you're doing and uh-huh. i just know when i was depressed um i i had i still was like knew there were things i was interested in but because i felt bad about other things i felt like somehow my energy was being sucked away and I couldn't like pursue the things I knew I liked. I don't know if you have a similar experience. No, I get that too. Like, um, I mean, one of my hobbies is pretty nerdy. It's like reading manga. And like, if I'm like, um, like just being too like overly critical of myself, I guess, um, I will feel like I'm just being lazy on my day off, just reading manga or manga but it's my day off you know and like everyone should just be able to enjoy like what they want but I still like get in my head sometimes I could be doing something like more productive or like more college like but I mean it does like help me relax on my day off so that's good I mean why do you feel that you may need to be more college like or productive when you're like at VCU, do you feel that like, oh, all your friends are doing this, then I also have to do it? Or just like, that's just kind of the general stigma in college? Uh, I know it's common for people to say, it was definitely like whenever I look on like Instagram and stuff, like I'm just like, I feel like, hmm, like maybe I am missing out on like a lot of stuff. Well, let me ask you what, what are some things you think you're missing out on? Mm, I don't know. I haven't gone on any trips lately, to be honest. What do you mean Just by trips? Like going on like a road trip or like going Hell, to the let's, beach. let's plan one. I mean, dude, let's just let's do one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. dude, I don't know. Where, where would you guys want to go? Well, like, wait, would you where, guys rather go to the beach or like the mountains? Where are you right now? Are you in Richmond? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to be stuck here while my mom is, like, in Taiwan taking care of family business. Okay, well, dr- me and Peter will drive to VCU. And then Dude, please, I'm, I'm feeling <laughs> so low now, dude, just because I am, like, stuck and I can't, like, go back to Nova and, like, see all my other friends from home and see you guys and, like, my dog. Dude, yeah, bro. Let's do it. <laughs> is, you know what's funny, dude, is, like, normally I would be anxious going into this conversation because oh i haven't talked to james for a while and like Mm -hmm. he might somehow find a way to invalidate the person i've become by like judging the new me no way dude if anything i'm i'm (laughs) more concerned about that like with myself and you guys wait so we (laughs) had the same fear yeah i feel like i haven't like been as productive since like i've last seen you guys or i mean that's just me like being harsh on myself i mean i've just been doing like more like chilled stuff dude peter it's true man even like that last time we were both talking about the podcast 
everyone is the worst critic of themselves, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> we I, I, overanalyze about ourselves so much. It's fun. Wait, I don't know about you guys, but um, did William and Mary have like a a low attendance rate too for class? I think it gets lower as the semester goes along. Yeah. I mean, obviously that really me, dude. Like, but um. I heard from a friend, like at VCU, apparently, like this year, like even though like this is like the first year out of the pandemic, like apparently, like VCU classes had like the lowest attendance rate, like ever, <laughs> or like in recent years at least. Shit, so, like staying at home. Yeah, why do you think that is? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's a theory that like, um, I I might just be projecting, but like maybe other people are also just like struggling with stuff right now and like college and the pandemic or just like things that like have been happening around the pandemic too but what if they're not struggling and they're actually instead of going to class they're doing what they intrinsically want to do like they're they're just doing their passion instead of going to class I mean, there's a perception towards everything <laughs> but, but I, I think that's fine to class like. I, know, I feel like going to class every day can be really exhausting it can so like be. if you want to take a day off and like play video games or like smoke like i think it's fine as long as you still find a balance and keep up your grades so do you think you've maintained that balance uh for the most part like academically i haven't struggled as much um I mean, that might also be because, like, William & Mary did prepare me well in that sense. So, like, your academic life is fine. It sounds like you're leisure, like, you have a healthy way of coping with stress to an extent, I guess. Like, or, like what, what areas do you think you're lacking? Like, spheres of experience. Like, adventure. I need some adventure yeah. in my life. I think a lot of people are lacking that these days. Like, you're not the only one. Like, I remember... I don't know what happened, but I got, I guess I fell into a state of depression where I was like afraid of the most irrational things. And I knew they were irrational, which made me more fearful of them. Like I was like, oh, I shouldn't go to a party because, but there's no real reason. Like, like there's no rational reason to say, oh, going to parties is bad. But like, I was trying to come up with reasons because I was afraid of like going to a party or like being seen, I guess. <laughs> Honestly, that almost is kind of like how I feel about even coming onto the podcast, embarrassingly enough. But also like, I, I have been getting that recently too. Like where during the pandemic, I thought I was like losing hair and going bald. <laughs> and I decided to just cut all my hair off. And, like, I fuck with the hair, James. Yeah, but then I'm growing it back out and like it grew out the same way that I left it when I thought I was going bald. So I I think when you just have like too much time on your hands, you're not distracting yourself, you tend to just kind of create maybe imaginary or just like random BS for your yeah. mind to f- focus on. So that's why it's good to like distract yourself. Overthinking just leads to so much chatter in your skull and just a constant, you just... You make so many illusions in your head and most of them just come out to be completely false. Yeah, if you like take the like <laughs> second to like challenge them, um, 
though it's really easy to like I feel like to just kind of like give into it but if you take like a second to like challenge it like it it is like it's like that that's the step that I feel like is hard to overcome at first because it's daunting to people but then afterwards it's just like like I don't know why I was like worrying so much to begin with and so the irony is that you were worried about this podcast because like like it, it yeah it's it's irrational but it's also like if everyone has these irrational fears like i don't know maybe like <laughs> yeah, it's something that, that everyone could talk about then yeah that's something to think about like and yeah. it, and have you noticed james that it felt better like that you admitted it like as opposed to like kept it suppressed yeah i hate keeping things suppressed honestly that's a really good quality of you because like a lot of people are like Hey, yo, just like, just be cool, bro. Like, just keep it reserved. Like, we just gotta, we just gotta do surface level talk, bro. And then it's like, is that really cool though? Like, you're just, I'm, I'm talking to a robot, like not an actual human being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then the irony is that those people also have an irrational fear of becoming across as like somehow inferior. So now they have to behave like a robot to like validate themselves but they don't realize that by trying to validate themselves, they have invalidated themselves and that it's an endless cycle of irrational fears. But the common thing you're saying here, Peter, is just constantly ruminating over irrational fears. So if we just take away the irrational fears, we'll be how we actually want to act. We'll be yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> that's much easier said than done. Well, yeah, it definitely is, but it's theoretically- but it's worth trying true. because it's actually not much easier said than done. It's just, you have to try. Like you do have to like, you have to understand you have free will and you can be an autonomous being like, but yeah, James, let's talk more about, let's talk about, actually, I have some questions written down. Oh, just like broad questions. Oh, wow. Peter came prepared. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Just give me one Peter, present moment. Spontaneous. All righty. <laughs> <clears throat> Mr. Shen. Yes, sir. Why do you think the suicide rate has increased um, steadily since the year 2000? And I believe it's that either 20 or 30% increase at the present moment. Uh, Like in the U.S. specifically? Yeah, I think that that was a U.S. statistic. Uh, Wait, when has it started increasing? 2000. Since 2000, so 22 years now. Uh, first thing that comes to mind, I guess, would be it has to have some correlation with social media. I mean, that's when like smartphones were kind of starting to like be produced. So I feel like social media and just people starting to care more about like what their peers that like think of them kind of like led to a lot more problems to begin with. I think social media is definitely the number one factor. So how exactly does social media impact a person's self-image? I think I learned something in my psych class, like where adolescents uh, begin to like, not just view like their peers, how like, an adult would view their coworkers, but that like 
peers or like people around a person in their adolescence have a larger like impact than they normally do. And I think this is just because of like the way the brain is like growing during this time. Like they, they, they call the term like super peers. So by introducing social media, people are exposed to like many different types of super peers, which they will like take into consideration like their opinions and like how like they perceive them and stuff more. Yeah. yeah. Um, or sorry, Racha, do you have something to say? Oh, thanks. <laughs> but, but um, I was just going to say, like, social media has allowed us um, to become much more, like, comfortable individuals. And people, at the end of the day, like, like, comfort is great. But then if you just constantly live in a state of comfort, then I think that leads to a higher suicide rate um, because people want to do so much more with their lives and then they can't because they just want to live in this constant state of comfort. Um, and why I'm saying, or like an example of that would kind of be like, um, I don't know, like, I guess it's a Gen Z term, but it's just, oh, like you have beef with that dude or some shit. And then, um, and then like, it's hard to confront people in person nowadays versus like over text, over calling, uh, because we can just hide behind a phone and then say whatever we want and then really elaborate our thoughts through a phone versus like actually talking in person. And then, I don't know, just like the whole- but That might not be like the most healthiest way to like deal with yeah. your feelings, right? right. Like exactly. that human like interaction is, <laughs> is important. So have you ever had- an irrational fear where you felt like you like you were chasing comfort but you kind of knew it was too much yes you mean i guess both of you <laughs> <laughs> um so chasing comfort but it was too much he said yeah like it was a rational it was like an irrational obsession with comfort Dude, like Loki, Loki today, like I, I honestly kind of got the vibe you're feeling today, James, but I was still like, you know, I have to do this podcast. We made, we set a time at 9 p.m. So I'm going to do it. So it's like today I was, I woke up, I was feeling pretty groggy and then I didn't get enough sleep. So I was pretty like, I wasn't that energized. So I was just like, man, I don't want to do anything. And I had like so many things I, I like put down that like, I need to go to the gym and do this and do that. And then I was just like, man, I don't want to do anything. I just like want to go on my phone and then like look over stuff. And then when you're looking over social media, you see like all these people posting like great things they're doing in their lives. And then it's just being in this constant state of comfort of like, oh, I don't want to leave my room. I just want to stay in my own shell is like preventing me to like do more things. And it's only leading me to like do more overthinking. And I realized that me just constantly overthinking Yes, it leads to me analyzing more things, but it doesn't lead me to do anything. It's just, I'm just there stuck in a bunch of illusions. And I don't know what to possibly think is right. So it's just, I'm just getting fucked over by these thoughts. You know? Yeah, you might have like a greater understanding of stuff, but like <laughs> that doesn't really matter if like you're not doing anything to like change them, right? 
Yeah. And then um, another thing, like, it was kind of what we were talking about, like, a few minutes ago, but then just about, like, we constantly think, or, like, when we're nervous about something, um, or let's say, like, we have a crush and we want to talk with them, or we find someone attractive, but then so many thoughts running in our head, when's the best time to talk with that person, what, what should we say to them, uh, will they reject us, will they not reject us, how would they respond, all these thoughts running in our head, we're trying to think how they're going to we're going to be realistic but then most of those realistic things are just negative and then by us like looking at everything we i learned this in psych but we attain a flight or fight response and our sympathetic nervous system starts to oh yeah heart rate starts to go higher we start sweating more our pumps are sweating more and it's like the worst feeling trying to approach someone but once you break the ice then it's just it's just you're back to a level of comfort so it's like you need to go, it's just a taking a step foot, you just stepping one foot into the uncomfort zone and then just back. And then it can lead to so many more rewards, but just even going to the uncomfort zone for even a second is just so hard for so many of us. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that, I think that buildup to the um, scary event, kind of like this irrational, like you have this irrational fear, but it and it's building up, like the intensity builds up. Like um, I guess James, what do you think? Like, um, you know, say you're approaching a cute girl, mm-hmm. and you you get this anxiety as you approach her. Like, do you think that anxiety has any? Like, can you see any silver lining as to why you might be feeling anxious? Like any positive way of looking at it? A positive way of it? Yeah. Um, I guess it's always good to feel some sort of anxiety when talking with a stranger. So you don't just like uh, say something totally out of bounds. That would make them like, like go like, what the hell is this guy talking about? I don't think, I mean, that's useful, sort of, but that's not, like, positive. Like, I mean, like, why is the anxiety itself a good thing? Um, Because it makes you feel alive. <laughs> and what does it mean to be alive? To put your life on the edge. Well, and living is just, like, tension. It's kind of to like... grab the cow by the others, as they say. Wait, Peter, are you kind of saying like the fear could become exhilarating in a way? Like the fear is exciting. It's like roller coasters. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think we're all on the same page here. Kind of like talking to a girl's like a roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> think, like think about it positively. It's like you're swerving down. You're playing GTA on the highway. Like you're, <laughs> like you're, you're, you're moving. Like you're, you are approaching your fear, right? Because like, even if it's an irrational fear, you're still facing fear. So it's no like, people will say people feel bad. Like my fears are so irrational. I must be somehow special. Like I must be somehow deformed or mentally ill. Oh yeah. I get that a lot too. But then you realize, well, I like to talk to my psychiatrist and she was like, no, don't worry, man. Lots of other people are going through what you're going. Like to me, I was like, whoa, like what's wrong with me? But like to her, when I told her about my shit, she like seemed pretty chill when she heard about it. Like, like it wasn't that surprising to her. And it's honestly not surprising to me either, because like 
I've literally been depressed. So, <laughs> like, I think we all have. Yeah, I don't think I know anyone. There's very few people I think who will say they've never been depressed. Hey, I don't want to know those people. <laughs> they are out there. I think sure. it's easier to talk to people that like understand, though. Yeah, and it's also like for those that I've, I feel like have not experienced some form of depression in their lives. I feel like they're just lying, or I don't know. They don't Maybe they just skin either. What was you, that? They don't have thick skin either. Like you could just say some something to them, they're like, "Yo, what the fuck, bro? Like, get out of here or something." I don't know. Yeah, like, those a lot of those people that are like defensive, like that, or act tough, are usually just. I don't want to like assume with other people, themselves. but they might be like dealing with stuff not in a good way. So maybe that's why they're like, yeah, maybe they have ending. an irrational fear of being known as a depressed person. That's true. That's a, that's a like bad stigma. A lot of guys have. Yeah. Because like you think, Oh, if I want to get a girlfriend, girls aren't going to want to date a depressed guy, but what if the girl's depressed? Maybe she does want to talk to a depressed guy so that they can like, <laughs> But two negatives make a positive, am I right? So no, yeah, that's true. We would, we would never know that if we don't approach. So like we'll just yeah. possibly think of a hundred things like, oh, she's too attractive. We'll never get with her. Or I don't know, just things like that. Yeah, and then she could be like fucking like cutting herself, and then you wouldn't even know, like, wow, I could have saved this person's life by doing yeah. for them. <laughs> and then you what if they both ended up killing themselves because both of them thought that that would be so ironic. It's it's like Romeo and Juliet, but like with depression like at least you'll meet in heaven or maybe not you may, you might be too scared to approach them in heaven <laughs> <laughs> how do you know you're not living in heaven right now if you perceive well, we could that, be, bro. haven't you created your own hell yo wait peter have you ever heard of junji ito no he's a horror manga ka which is just like the japanese word for manga artist but um wait this is this doesn't really have much to do with what we were just talking about but that like part where like um you brought up about like what if we're living in heaven right now right mm-hmm. or i want to hear your guys opinion on the story if it's okay yeah yeah, yeah. all right so he wrote this really trippy story that i watched a while back called long dreams um his his like manga his horror manga isn't usually like one big story or series it's usually just a bunch of short stories so this short story in particular was about um it begins like at this psychiatric hospital where a female patient is like complaining to her doctor because she has an irrational fear of her condition which is fatal um like as in she's like suspected to die soon and she's like having panic attacks panic attacks every day about it and um around the same time another person gets brought into the hospital um a man who claims that he's been having long dreams every single night um and that they keep getting longer and longer so like one dream a night for him may actually feel like a day and a half um and He's, he says it's been having like effects on his mental health where to the point where it's becoming like harder to differentiate like what's real life and what's his dreams. And more importantly, like um, his dreams aren't exactly like good dreams either. They're mostly nightmares. 
So when he sees the doctor, they do like a test where he sleeps overnight in the hospital. He like attaches like these like wires to his brain. They do the EEG thing. Mm -hmm. Then they see like when his brain is in the dream state for a split second. Um, And it only happens for like a second or so before they wake him up. And then when he wakes up, he is in like a total like disoriented state. And he's kind of asking like, where am I? And then he's like, you checked yourself in the hospital yesterday. And he said, oh, that feels like a week ago. And then as time progresses in the hospital, like his nightmares, which feel like a week long, begin to feel like a year until they feel like several lifetimes long. And then to the point where um, during the daytime, he just runs around like kind of like manic and like totally unaware of like reality and like he's also like at this point like completely like afraid to go to sleep because he knows that like like if he goes to sleep he may like never wake up and that's like what happens eventually but okay the point is that um towards the end um he seems like he well i feel like i'm talking for a really long time now it's just like no, no, you have to am i boring you guys bro. i'm like on the edge of my seat bro like, yeah, okay yeah. okay we're 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 <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Um, so, uh, as his dreams get longer and longer on the very last night, um, this part's kind of like magical slash fantasy. I don't really get it. It's kind of just like abstract because that's how you want it to be. But like, he ends up dreaming a dream that's like so long, I guess that it's basically like an infinite dream and like his body just like decays into ash. And like it leaves behind like a crystal. <laughs> this part's a little bit like, huh? Like you know, it's just kind of like, I don't know, convenient. But what what's genius though, I think, is that the doctor actually studies like these like crystals that were like left behind from his body, mm-hmm. and they said that they were like kind of like parasitic, and in which they were like causing his brain to perceive like really long dreams. So what he actually does is he creates medicine based off of these crystals administers it to the woman that um is afraid of dying and her panic attacks actually slowly start to decrease because every day she begins to like talk to the doctor about how her dreams feel longer and longer and unlike the man where like his dreams would like cause him to just like look like he was like in a panic state for her like during her sleeps she would look very peaceful and um eventually like uh she like never woke up but the people said that like if her last dream was perceived to be infinite right because like who knows how like dreams are measured you know like time wise like if she felt like it was infinite that she could like live on forever in an infinite dream and there's a cool study about this um that i actually read for a psych class where there was a real life case about this, which I think that's what the story was built upon, where like a girl who had a brain tumor when she was 10, right? Um, she, uh, it was, at the time it was benign, but, um, and she knew that the tumor would come back and be malignant in the future. So for 10 years, she lived her life to the fullest, uh, living in India until the brain tumor came back and the tumor actually like spread to a part in their temporal lobe where it caused her seizures to like switch from like ordinary like 
seizures where someone might be like, just like, you know, just having like sporadic movements to like her like being in these like dreamlike states and her seizures got like longer and longer until like at the very end, she said like to the doctor that she's finally like returning back to her home. And then like a week later after she, after she said that, she went into like a coma and never woke up again. But was she still like te technically alive or she just- dead? Or she said like during one of her more like last dreams, the guy was so curious to like see what she was experiencing because she looked really peaceful. So he asked her like, what are you seeing right now? And she said, I see like my hometown or I see like my home place. And I'm like, I'll be returning shortly. And a week later, she went into a coma. And then three days after she went to a coma, she passed away. Oh, wow. But some may like, what like makes me think about this in the last story was like, if, um, if those three days, right, that she was in a coma, she was just dreaming for like an infinite, like, perceived dream mm -hmm. then maybe she could still be living you know like mm -hmm. but like in her dreams if that makes sense so that would be like heaven basically that could be heaven you know that could also be like that like dmt stuff that people talk about that like is released when you die i mean like who knows bro about any of that stuff but like i think it's interesting that like that like mm -hmm. i don't know that concept like where like before you die there might be a short period of time in the real world that actually feels like an infinite amount of time to the person experiencing it. Yeah. I don't know that what you just said really opens my mind about like, what is time and what is living? What is For real dude what is dying? Um, and also like what you said, um, well, it applies to like us. I know like she had like that fatal condition, but like it applies to us as well. Like when we go under REM sleep, like, we think our dreams are just so long, right? Like we're just dreaming about this like crazy stuff. And then, but then actuality, like I think the dream just lasts seconds or minutes. I don't know how exactly, but it's so much shorter than how much we perceive, right? And then like, even when we take any sort of drugs, like, well, I've only tried like weed or alcohol, but like with smoking, like my perception of time is so much slower than when I'm sober. So it's just, what what is time <laughs> yeah. yeah how can time change based on your mind state i watched a video the other day that made me like think about it but like apparently like people's people say that like as you grow older time goes by faster i don't know how true that is in the video he said that like people think it's true that you know, like sorry. Well, what, what, wait, what do you guys think that's that's what I was curious about. You know, there. I think there was some validity that this is going to sound whatever. I don't care. If you break out, if you're stuck in the matrix, I think time quickly like passes quicker because I think you're less conscious for more of reality because of the irrational fears that you've been tricked into believing. So, for example, oftentimes when I'm in a, like when I feel fearful my mind tries to like blot out my perception of things. So say I'm, someone's talking to me and I get super nervous. I might have like forgotten their name or I might forget what they just said. 
and that makes me even more nervous. So then the cycle continues. But then I realized like the more Rachin and I have been like genuinely trying to face the unknown, which is, I guess, like fear. Um, I think my days have been getting much longer and you feel much better. Yeah, I feel way better. I feel a lot more energized. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's not really easy to describe to someone who believes in like, who still falls for rationality, but yes, my perception of reality has fundamentally changed as a result of facing what I don't understand. I like that answer. That makes sense too, why my days feel really short. Because I've just been kind of like, trying to make it past like just trying to distract myself through the days and like living separate from like the unknown so it sounds like you're ready to just like hop on board with racha and i and just yeah come on james get in in, like an old you know my old shitty honda accord and we can go wherever the fuck we want (laughs) like when we went to philadelphia dude that was like the most college i feel like my life was and then i don't know why i decided to be cocky and like reject it but Those are some good times, and I would, I don't know, it would make my summer a lot better if we did, like, a little road trip. Like, even, like, Richmond, there's so many places that I don't know, because, like, I only literally live on my block. Like, I I go to work on, like, my block, and I go back home and sleep on the same block, so. we can create it tomorrow if we want to. Like, we can do it whenever. Yeah, like, like we could, because I understand, bro, freshman year, yeah, I was... I had issues, but like, it doesn't matter. It's okay, like, dude. It's, I mean, dude, we all have issues. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, we can just reconcile them right now. Like, we already have. I mean, dude. Like, I mean, okay. You fought trash cans. That's really funny. I would like, dude. I would like, like, um, I, I would get like depressed every time I drunk. So like, I don't know. Everyone, man, like, you were funny, bro. You were just like, <laughs> you were acting irrational, which I thought was funny. You were, yeah, you were pretty funny. I remember when I see you like. I'd see my parties like absolutely hammered and I'm like, yeah, this is the jam. <laughs> I feel like it was only because I saw, I remember just like seeing you guys there though at the parties where like. When you started barking for no reason. And then, <laughs> I don't even know what incident you're, like, you're even referring to specifically. I'm sure it happened a bunch. Like, what, what science is going to tell me that it was rational for you to do that? Like, come on, bro. We're taking ourselves too seriously. What, what, what does rationality even mean? Bro? Yeah, who invented rationality? I don't even know rationality. Those those words are like more than three syllables. Like that's not my character, you know. Like I think you just gotta like do and say whatever is in your heart. And if it's barking, then you should just bark. Isn't like rational literally like living in the matrix? (laughs) Yeah. Like isn't rationality just another matrix? Like oh, you can't be rational. You can't be irrational because. be rational but it's like i can be anything <laughs> like yeah, yeah you don't want to be in a matrix so i guess i don't want to be rational then i should think if i think about like if i have something rational i should probably think the opposite and live my life like that whoa, whoa, whoa wait wait because then now you become fearful of rationality so you have to balance the two but then, you to, <laughs> but then you also have to balance the balance of the two and then you have to balance the balance of those two so now you've become an infinite okay. being. yeah balance is just about what i've learned bro you cannot win bro balance is key no dude peter you remember the um the video about that that neuroscientist who got that stroke on her left brain remember i sent you that yeah yeah 
no like and then so what i've learned is that like the left side of the brain deals more with like making rational decisions like okay like i have deadlines i need to do this i need to meet with this person at this time how should i meet with this person how should i do it like how society says that it's an acceptable way to approach this person but then there's also the right side where you feel like especially this gets more excited um when you're under the influence of drugs that like you're just absolutely like you're like wow like I am an eternal energized force and everything around me is brilliant everything's amazing and she was feeling that when she had a stroke on the left side of her like temporal lobe of of the left side of her brain like she was going back from like holy shit I have a stroke to like holy shit my life is amazing and then she kept doing that until she's like okay I'm gonna die so maybe I need to listen to my left side of the brain which is still working right now and then she so she was telling a story that happened 12 years ago but it's just like if she wasn't listening to that left side of the brain then she would die and then she would never actually be able to um, experience just living from living and then being energized longer you know so so the moral of the story is you can't live with only one half of your brain you can't (laughs) wait so this this is a good point though because you might argue that what it was the left hemisphere left half of the brain that was one making her worry about the future right Mm -hmm. and that's what keeps you alive kind of but then they had to be in balance for her to survive so i need to balance like you know it's sometimes but let's not think about it as balance like sometimes let's think about it in terms of fun like it can be fun to think about the future like i know people think it's like oh it's such a chore to plan out my future it's such a chore to be organized but sometimes like there's, there's a part of me that actually enjoys like cleaning my room or like writing things down that I need to do. Like the act of writing a to-do list actually can be fun for me sometimes. Which yeah, makes I me- actually really like planning. Like, I don't know why, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like planning. Yeah. So none of the, nothing's bad. It's just, we perceive it that way. <laughs> so technically I feel like we could be living in heaven, but everyone just perceives things like certain things badly. Damn, dude. Then does that mean people can't even be happy with heaven? I think it means people have deluded themselves into thinking they're not in heaven. You can be happy in heaven. Wow, that's deep. I, I can I can actually see that. That everyone's always talking about like, oh, we're gonna live in heaven one day. Mm. You know, everyone's obsessed with this idea of heaven. Yeah, like someday It'd I'll be, be happy. kind of kind of funny if we were actually already in heaven and yeah. then they were like complaining about like someday <laughs> but like they just like were you're actually just like deluding yourself from just like living in the moment yeah that's kind of that's kind of i feel like that's kind of like a f you to like religious people which i can ask get the, down, but the common matrix person that like what what is the ultimate goal towards anything you're doing like any single thing that you're desiring anything you're doing and they're going to be like happiness but it's like why do we it's just Everyone is like, I mean, I remember back in like high school um, when I was like applying to William & Mary and things like that. I was like, okay, like once I get to college, like I'll be happy. Like I can do anything. I can like go to parties, bars, drink. Yeah, bro. Yeah. But then it's like, why do I got, why do I have to reach my destination to become happy? Like, why can't I be happy right now? You know? Yeah. Why can't we be happy right now? 
Like I choose to be happy right now. Like, fuck it. Like, and, and all the revilers can say, Oh, you can't choose to be happiness. Like happiness just comes by. It's like, you know what, what if happiness just wants to be chosen? Like, you know, maybe, maybe we should personify happiness. Like maybe if I was happiness, I would like to be entertained sometimes. So maybe if sometimes I also enjoy being sad, you know? So like, maybe, maybe you should tell me to stop feeling like parts of reality are bad. Like people have always convinced me that this aspect of reality has been bad, but the more I think about that aspect of reality, I find a way to turn it into a good thing. So I don't understand why people think that making things seem bit bad is somehow intelligent. I think of emotions like, like playing Pokemon Go. It's like you're trying to catch a Pokemon. So it could be like a happy Pokemon, sad Pokemon, angry Pokemon, frustrated Pokemon. You just like yeah. throw it at it. And <laughs> want to be, you get to choose. Want to be happy yeah. Pokemon, sad Pokemon. That's a great know. analogy. Yeah. So like, I, I, I don't know. I, I've told people like, you know what? Like the way I go through life is really like, it's the video game. Like I, I get to press A, like, I don't know, like, if you're playing GTA or something like that. Yeah, dude, I've thought about myself as a Skyrim character. Like, yeah, I take on side quests. Wait, <laughs> if I want to Wait, do have this, you guys been playing GTA recently? I've never played GTA. <laughs> I've never played it either, but I kind of wanted to get into it. Dude, GTA, like, the voice proximity chat thing seems so, like, trippy. Like, the way, like, people sound, like, closer to you when you walk closer to them in a game. So it's like, real life. Wait, can you repeat what you just said? Well, you know, like the proximity mod in GTA? Oh, yeah. Where, like, people that sound... Clo- okay, people that are closer to you in the game sound louder as you get closer to them. Mm. Like, I want to do that shit. Oh. That, shit, shit. that shit seems fun. Wait, put a proximity mod on reality? Isn't that built in already? <laughs> no, like, <laughs> I want to play a game with that mod. I've never played a game with the mod before. Oh, so you're going to play live? Huh? No, he's talking about video games. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about playing GTA, dude. I want to play GTA. Yeah. With the proximity mod? Why don't you just play life? What's live? Life. Like, like in real life? Like you're living. <laughs> but then why do people, why is GTA so popular? I don't know. Life. Because people keep trying to escape from reality. It's like, dude, th- this makes no sense. All right. Tell me how this is rational. Well, you can't just go around robbing banks and robbing wait, wait. cars in the, real, in the real world. Listen, listen to me for one second. How is it rational that I play as a Skyrim character and fulfill side quests for NPCs that literally don't exist, and I derive pleasure from serving and like literal NPCs on a video game? But I do, I derive that more pleasure from that than obeying my parents. Like, because you know those NPCs are are useless, and you're their you're their only savior. Well, maybe your parents are helpless and they need helping. Damn, dude. Don't talk about my parents like that. (laughs) (laughs) My parents, bro, I've been trying to help my parents too. No, no, I get you. I get you. Like, don't you think your parents were told by other psychopaths that they couldn't express themselves a certain way? So now they feel like they need to tell you that. And then who's going to break the cycle? Who's going to express themselves? Dude, we have to do it, man. We have to yeah, we- <laughs> yeah. That's what we're doing right now by sharing our actual thoughts. We're actually expressing ourselves most authentically. Like we don't have to try to express ourselves. No, we shouldn't. Also, one thing I've noticed, Peter, is that like us, 
we've been talking about this how it's tough for like it's been a while like it's been it's been months now but it's one thing I've definitely noticed is that there's been no like negative reactions to what we've been saying everyone's like I'm hip because yeah. they're all like yeah like what you're talking is fucking true but it's like but they all feel trapped in a way it, there's we're not talking anything not, we're not talking about anything that has any side towards it this is the only side what we're speaking is the truth yeah <laughs> Like, it's indeed. not politics. We're not talking about Democrats, Republicans. We're just, this is it. No. And you can find parallels to what we're saying literally in science, religion, like all religions. I'm, I've literally studied like parts of Hinduism, parts of Buddhism, Christianity. I've studied scientific processes and I've been able to relate them to what I've been experiencing. And now it's like, yes, everything is blind. Everything corresponds to itself. Everyone is a reflection of another person. I am neither special nor, um, what's the opposite of special? Like normal or um, <laughs> uh, what? Like the antithesis of special is just nothing uh, or like nothing. Or wait, there's a word. You know what? I'll just look up the antithesis of special. Or the master of the matrix, just the most. <laughs> robotic person <laughs> uh i can't think of it either everyone who's listening is gonna think oh my gosh they don't know what the antidote to special is it's like, <laughs> the antidote to special is ordinary no. oh <laughs> yeah that's a good word <laughs> what we're doing is revolutionary God about that one because now we're not afraid to just oh i can look up something i don't know because i'm ignorant of it because we're not ashamed of ignorance because we were born with ignorance a baby is the most ignorant being. Like, yes, I was once the most ignorant being, but now I can become the most unignorant being. Like, you know, things change. Yeah, I think humans are also very hypocritical. Um, like, I know my parents or like my peers as well. That be like, oh man, like you can do anything in life, or like, like if you're gonna have a job, like it better be like extraordinary. But then everyone does the same menial shit every day, like go on social media, ruminate over their negative thoughts for literally like 12 hours a day, then they sleep for 12 hours or like 10 hours and then they watch Netflix and then go on social media, hate their lives. Like everyone does this, does the same shit over and over again. And they're also like, man, follow your passions. You can do anything. So it's like, then do it. Like stop being a fucking lazy bum and be bold and do what you're saying. Yeah, it's like, don't do it because we told you to don't do it because you really want to like, yeah. like I'm not I don't need to command anyone I don't need to condemn anyone I just want you to be yourself like which is the most it's like me telling you to be yourself is just literally means just exist like and follow your intuition it means literally don't do what I want you to do it means do what you want you to do <laughs> like what's your uh, view on this like I know we've actually like uh, when I talked with, or he's going to be one of our future guests, uh, Nick Wood, but like, he really opened my mind into like, right or wrong, sort of thing, like, what is right, what is wrong, um, so like, let's say if someone is going on a path that is like, socially viewed as wrong, like, I don't know, something like, just being a drug addict, it could be anything, but then what would your advice to that person be, Peter, would it, or like, James, either of you can say this, but like, yeah, James, yeah, how many you take this one? Yeah, yeah, but w- would you want to, would you want to tell them, like, do you want to continue 
on this path and then they'll later on realize that like oh the path they're going on was not right for me and I want to go on a different path or would you tell them like no this what you're doing is wrong and you need to change now so like what how would what would you tell that person um I guess I like to just say how I feel about stuff so I, I'll, I, if it was like, if they were like doing crack or meth, I feel like I would want to tell them like, you know, maybe you should ease back on that stuff, you know, because that stuff, I don't know. It looks like it like fucks people up from what I've seen on like Breaking Bad and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I've never met like anyone that uses meth in real life. I'm pretty sure. Well, James, what do you think about addiction in general terms? Uh, it sucks. Can't say I'm not completely guilty of it either. I mean, I smoke a lot, so. But um, if it sucks and the present moment is an infinite potentiality to actualize a new reality, could you not be like you could like I could call you like you are no longer addicted and that would be true if you stopped in the future uh i guess so but you, it would just i think i think what james is trying to get at is just like the compulsions or just like the craving of going back to whatever you're addicted to is just so high like you right right now you could say like you're no longer addicted but the will to stop doing it requires work i mean there's nothing in this world that doesn't require work but what about this since natural processes usually go in degrees how about he smokes a little less every week and slowly what if well you guys said follow your intuition right what happens when someone's intuition gets bad and like tells them to smoke weed all day instead of doing schoolwork well, I'd ask them if there was something else that was motivating them to do that as besides their free will. Like I would ask them, like, what is stressing you out that's causing you to be addicted? And I would try to get to the root of the problem. Oh, I see. Because I don't I don't You're think addicted people, like addicted people aren't inferior to me because I was addicted to many things. Like I was addicted to alcohol, um, masturbation. Like, yes, th- these are common addictions. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, things do change (laughs) like you know i mean like yeah it was really hard but then i just realized like i just didn't want to do it anymore and how do you feel after not being addicted anymore feel really free my mind has been clear as a horse races or wait a race horse's piss like i've just been thinking what Dude, what the, how do you know what a horse's pee looks, looks Bro, I feel like? like a pair of Dior shades. I feel like, I feel like the. Dude, I've never seen a horse pee before. I feel like the <laughs> do they like pee like a dog? Like how does we that can work? We figure that out right now. <laughs> how, do, how do horses pee? Like, do they just pee on themselves? Or do they lift their leg up like a dog, you know, so they can angle it? Guess we got to find out. Yeah, I just don't know how to describe how I'm feeling other than I feel pretty good. Very good. That's awesome, dude. That's great. No, dude, I'm proud of you, Peter. I mean, I wish... I want, and I, you know what? I want you to feel good, too, because, like, why wouldn't I want? Like, 
I mean, you give me a lot of good tips today that I'm going to think about. Yeah, but good tips are whatever, bro. I we need to experience reality together. Like we need to, yeah, you need adventure. Like we need to go, like towards like a dark wall of just fear, and then like open the door, take our pants off, and just go at it, man. Or like you know, yeah. just go into the darkness. Like okay, that, yeah, that man, actually... we should go camping or something. <laughs> like, what you're saying is so like important because we are, like that's the whole thing about like um, people just Let's I don't go know. rob a bank. Yeah, yeah. And, like, over, over YouTube and stuff, people are like, they watch like some motivating things and all that, and then get all this like good good tips in their head, but then they never like actually realitate it, as Peter says. Like they never actually, they never actualize it. They never actualize what they've been learning and all that, and then so then they're like, oh, you know, I can have all these thoughts and give away good wisdom to others, but I'm never actually gonna do it. So it's like. What are you doing with your life? You're just wasting your time. <laughs> yeah, so what if... <laughs> imagine if... Since these... Com- like, imagine... Uh, uh, I should wait till the third episode to say that point. Wait, so we'll what, keep what is... Waiting. Okay. I'll tell you after watching it. Because we want to Because suspense is a good thing. Like, I like... Sometimes it's nice to be a tease, you know? People like to be teased. Like, guys... As much as they complain yeah, about Russia, women. you can't just go straight for the dick pics, dude. No <laughs> one likes that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, as much as guys complain, like, oh, she's such a tease, but they, you know, man, they that's what we like. We like to be we like Team. to be deluded. We like to be because the grass is always greener, bro. Once you see <laughs> no, that's so depressing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the grass the like, truth is the grass is the same everywhere. Like grass is always green. So it just be in the grass you're in right now and just appreciate it no and you can relate that to like like even getting into a relationship too or even like sex too just like the people say like oh the foreplay is like so much greater than the actual act or or like getting to know each other and then not knowing if like the other person is into us or or they don't know if we're into them and like once to actually like once the magnets track with each other then it's like boom like wow this is amazing like it, like it actually happened so i so, don't know just the leading up to it the journey is fascinating yeah and so go on that point like people who are sex addicts and who get so good at seducing women or women who get so good at seducing guys it's like they since it becomes so easy for them they actually lose their excitement from it because once you master something it becomes less exciting so say for example the matrix hunter is we're trying to master the matrix so what we're trying to do is basically we're gaining exhilaration by trying to take on the hardest challenge which is by convincing someone that they convinced themselves that they're in a false reality and that is the very difficult task but we've been somewhat successful Hey, I'm a part of the cause as of today as well. Hell yeah, you want to join the cause? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely, I definitely get it, dude. We are in heaven. We're in heaven. We just gotta like, why, why wait for it? Why wait for heaven? You know, like, everyone's like, let's wait until we die. Yeah, let's just create heaven on earth. Hell yeah. Heaven <laughs> now, bro. Like, why we gotta wait? Why we gotta wait? Like, for we're, aren't we experienced having right now? Because we now we can experience. Like, we know that we're going. I mean, to yeah, this conversation could just be like heaven. Because I mean, honestly, it's made me feel better than just like 
how I probably would have felt for just avoiding it. No, yeah, James, I mean, we were texting before this, and then, like, I, I mean, in a way, I was trying to convince you to get on it, but you were like, oh, like, I don't feel too good, or, like, I don't want to really be on this, but, like, mm. how has your perception changed now? Like, what's your perception of it now? <laughs> well, I still feel awkward just because I always feel awkward internally, but, like, I feel... I feel better to have talked to you guys again. Dude, I guarantee you 100% people, if anyone listens to this, I'll ask them what they thought about, like, how you sounded. And I guarantee you, because I felt so anxious. And I was anxious last, the first podcast. True. And, like, people told me, like, nah, you sounded great, dude. Like, Nick said my voice was creamy. And I didn't think that. But, like, <laughs> no that was very creamy, Peter. <laughs> like, bro, like, I appreciate these people who see things that I don't see in myself. And I'm like, yeah, yeah now I want to see things people don't see in themselves. No, and then Peter, I said, you're, you said I'm much better than me. And then you're like, nah, I said I'm much better than you. So it's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so we have false perceptions of ourselves, but it's great because now we have another person to point out the false perception of ourselves. So now we can become fully, truly perceptive of ourselves. Yeah, that's why it's good to make sure you're just like around people just... we're basically like mirrors showing each other yeah. like true form and what happens when two mirrors are facing each other In- infinite uh mm. you see a monster <laughs> in the in the in the infinite image <laughs> so yeah, a... maybe infinity is what we're all scared of but i'll tell you studying um Studying science, it's something I plan on doing further, but so far from my, like the, what little research I've done, I've been able to realize, you know, classical physics thought it understood reality. Then quantum physics came after classical physics. It simultaneously undermined classical physics and then told us that subatomic particles can be two things at once and that we cannot, we cannot be certain which one of those two things it will be in the future. So, oh yeah, I watched a video about that. That's so science in its illusion of progress has actually digressed into into more confusion because now there are two physics, two fields of physics. So now, like, there might be more fields of physics. In yeah, <laughs> and then there's going to be more subatomic particles they'll try to understand, and then there will be even more subatomic particles, and then people will realize they wasted their whole lives studying fucking particles when they could have been in the club listening to like the new um blade album and then going crazy <laughs> off some love drugs in paris but because they were too stuck up in their own false perceptions of reality they got stuck looking in some mirror that was trying to tell them who they really were is this you um advertising blade in a way Peter? he's also saying fuck it you engineering majors i am blade <laughs> <laughs> oh man how long have we been here for an hour doesn't feel like it yeah this went by quick time goes by right that is the topic that we were talking about and well it went by quickly but also we got through a lot like really dude it went dude this felt this felt like a black mirror episode bro i want to watch one more (laughs) (laughs) dude okay so I think the best course of action now is that we've decided we need to perceive, we need to experience reality with James because like as much as we can talk to him about how he can be not depressed, as much as we can tell him all these wise words, it's like at the end of the day, like we all need friends and like 
so yes, James, we will be your friends. We are going to go on adventures, like just wait and see. And anyway, yeah, is there anything else we need to cover? I was just going to say like how that is the course of action we should take. But the other reason, like I, I enjoy doing this podcast because I really like talking about these things. So okay. just like talking more i mean we can we can end soon if you want to you like that. talking about things just like- <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> all right so but just just talking in general i don't know just getting more perspectives from other people all right i have a good question then um james can no. you think of any natural process that relates to you as a person like between animals, between molecules, between anything in the natural world, like science. Photosynthesis. And how would you say you relate to photosynthesis? Um, just also, like I'm <laughs> unlike plants, you need sunlight. And what would be your sunlight? Uh like where well, sunlight james <laughs> i was thinking quite literally like my apartment doesn't have windows so i actually need sunlight okay vitamin d sad what if you were yeah sad, you guys can be my metaphorical sunlight too i get that I and what is metaphorical sunlight uh the sunlight that doesn't shine on my skin but shines within my heart but what would you call that in one word <laughs> love Let's go. Oh, mic drop. <laughs> yes. Love something is, like that. Love is metaphysical light because just as light can simultaneously be a particle in a wave, so too can love be simultaneously selfish and selfless because... So true, bestie. Because a, a rational person could tell me, the only reason I'm trying to befriend James is so I can have another friend and accumulate friends and become popular. Enjoy your army. Yeah. However, I could respond to that same rationalist that I want to be his friend and that I don't care whether he thinks I'm trying to be his friend just to be popular because I just love him and I love him regardless of what he thinks of my perception of reality. Oh, thank you, Peter. (laughs) Wait, wait, but Peter, I I have a, I have a counter to that, but let's say, okay, let's say, um, you you don't care of how James views you, but then, but then maybe if you're giving this endless love towards, oh, it doesn't have to be James, but like towards anyone, then maybe they can start misusing that, and then they can abuse that endless love, and then make you start or like make you start doing things where you start realizing, hmm, maybe this is not making me feel too too good, or just like in a way like manip- like in a way they're using you or manipulating you yeah so i would just keep asking him questions until he understands that what he's doing is irrational because like for example he is now taking advantage of my love he's become a sort of like parasitic where now he's asking me to pay for everything or he's asking me like have sex with him all the time or something like that me (laughs) you anyone it doesn't matter but what I would tell them is, do you, is if you could have sex with me for infinity, like, or if you, if we had sex every day, wouldn't you stop enjoying the sex as much? And then they would probably agree. 
Yeah, man. Because that's a fundamental nature of reality. Then I would tell them, do you not want to, if you want to be loved, do you not understand that you need to also give love to receive it? And they would probably agree. Then I'd point out, okay, then you are a paradox and that we can reconcile this by just loving each other. And then they would agree, hopefully. If they didn't, I would have to probably like be more creative, but you know, I'll wait till that time comes because that has not happened yet. Yeah, I think if they do start misusing your love, then they're just addicted to your love. So you have to get them out of their addiction. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you neither because you can be simultaneously dependent and independent on love, just like light is both two things at once. Mm-hmm. You can also be two things at once. In fact, you could be everyone in the world at once and not realize infinite it. things at once. <laughs> yeah, you literally everyone in the world could just be a reflection of yourself and you wouldn't realize it because you were too narrow minded. We can be infinite things at once and we can be one thing at infinite times. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was actually Wait, what? We can be all things at once, and we can be all things at one. Wait, can you repeat that? We can be infinite things at once, but we can also be one thing in an infinite number of times. Yes. Someone like, whoever's listening, write that down, because I don't even know if I fully comprehend it. Honestly, I don't even know if I fully comprehend it. But it sounds like it's something that would make sense in the long run. Yeah. (laughs) You know what it sounds like? It sounds beautiful in there. Maybe I should, I'll just make that my motto on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) But this looks like a good place to uh, end our Close it out? Yeah. Alrighty. I got an outro song ready. Let's hear it. So James, this one pertains to you. Is it 100 Gex? Do you know Charlie XCX? They were in that one 100 Gex remix. Yeah, yeah. She's like kind of like a digit pop star or something. So I thought she was like a basic white girl, but I think I'm thinking about Charlie D'Amelio. So I'm just, this whole podcast was just to point out to you that you have had the key all along. So now listen. <laughs> Cherry medicine, alright. Tossing the seat, tropical heat. So red, fill my Valentina, yeah. Then don't you drop it. This is her? 